Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, we hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we are passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow. And I'm Dwayne Drawn. Through our 40 years of combined dirt under the nails experience, we look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. Today, we have a, a real treat for you. We have a, a subject that uh, is, well, kind of rubs me the wrong way each time I hear it. And I know some of you out there are going to relate and others, you're probably going to be a little pissed off about this episode today. But uh, you know what? Deal with it. We're going to have a conversation about it anyway. This is your host, Joshua Gillow. And uh, with me here is Dwayne Drawn out of Chicagoland. How you doing, Dwayne? Man, doing pretty good, man. Just enjoying the day. Slightly gloomy, but I mean, just trying to make the best of the day. Pretty good. That's cool. That's cool. And how's how's business been for you? Oh my God, businesses! I mean, you know how this is just it's just booming out of control, and we're just just managing and maintaining it all. I guess that's the stress of it is trying to manage it all. That's true. It's a new problem to to manage, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, you build yeah. a business to kind of handle the, the the usual, and then all of a sudden you have a year like this, and the next thing you know, it's all the systems are being tested and all those things, and you find the cracks and you fix them and you get stronger because of it. Yeah, we've been seeing this though. Like this is, I guess COVID is it, but I, I just still can't I can't give COVID the credit. I mean, this business took off about two and a half years ago, and we've been seeing this type of growth and this type of movement. Actually, let me be straightforward. This is just the first time I decided to really look at it and say, hey, it's time to staff it and grow it instead of let it go up and come back down. Yeah. You know, you know how it cycles, it ramps up and ramps down and ramps up and ramps down because you can only handle so much. This is the this is the first time I'm I've really after hanging with you and going to classes and going to some other thing, I'm using the education that I've learned to say since it's ramping up, let's staff it and grow it on its ramp up. So that's sort of what's going on now. At least that's what I feel. Cool. No, absolutely. It's definitely an awesome time to be in the outdoor living space and everybody's stuck home and they hate their houses and they got money. So they're spending it on us. Thank goodness. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's nice after all these years, you know, over 20, what, 25 years this year in this business to finally see everything cramming and, and people just wanting it. And it's, I think it's a lot of it is the fact that there's uh, you know, high demand and, and low supply when it comes to materials and things like that. And people are being educated that it's taking longer to do things and get things and all that. So they don't want to miss out, which is really cool. So thank goodness our industry finally gets an opportunity like this and gets out and able to be in the front line, you know, and enjoy it. So, but today's topic is not necessarily about the crazy world we live in, but a single word, a single word that most of my career that I've been very much opposed to being called. It's not a four letter word, although I've been called many of those before <laughs> or longer ones, but the word that we're talking about today is landscaper. So some of you guys love identifying as a landscaper. I do not. That is not something I've I've really enjoyed because I feel like the word landscaper conjures images of the mow and blow guys, the guys that show up and mow. And there's nothing wrong with you know lawn care and all that, but when it comes to landscaping, for me, that's it's kind of like a, a basic term. Let's put it that way. 
very fundamental of you know planting plants and mowing lawns and trimming things and things like that. And that's fine if that's what you do, but that's never been in my heart of hearts. I've been, that's been part of the offering, but not the, uh, the, the type of identity that I wanted to be known for. Like when someone says, oh, you're a landscaper. I'm like, no, I'm not a landscaper. You know, I'm an outdoor living specialist. That's what we do. We create amazing spaces outdoors just like inside the house, but outside. And, you know, but those outdoor living spaces are still so, so connected to that word landscaper. Like if everything outside means landscaper and everything inside is house. But I know Dwayne and I have been working most of our careers on trying to differentiate that and build this awareness for outdoor living and that whole concept of being an outdoor living design build professional so that you aren't lumped in with the mow and blow guys and you aren't, you know, having to justify your, your, price you know because of, oh you're just you're just the landscaper your price should be cheap right but if you're an outdoor living design build specialist or professional you should be able to demand your price and your premiums for all you do because you add a hell of a lot of value so again that's been one of my axes to grind and my pet peeves when people say oh you're just a landscaper you go to a party and somebody says what do you do the last thing i'm going to tell them is i'm a landscaper if somebody says that i correct them quick because it's not it's not truly what we do completely it's a small part of it it's like saying you're a painter because you painted one project once. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know, Dwayne, how do you feel about this subject? You know, um, when I was uh, going to the Marine Corps, one, uh, as we go through this podcast um, longer, I'll tell you guys how I even ended up in the Marine Corps. I sort of got punked, like my, my recruiters threatened to beat my ass if I didn't sign up. So it was a long story. Not a long story, but story behind it. I was actually going to the Air Force. But I remember we were in this office. It's called the MEPS office, and it's like military enlistment placement program. I, I forgot that everything about the military has like these little code names to it, and it was called MEPS. And while we were sitting there, I was telling the, my recruiters what I did. Like I said, I was a landscaper. And at the time, I had like a, my brothers and my father – we had like this grass cutting business. It was this family grass cutting business. And they kept telling me that I was a maintenance guy. And I'm like, man, I'm not a maintenance guy, man. I'm a landscaper. It's like, no, dude, you're just out cutting grass, raking leaves and trimming hedges. You're a maintenance guy. And I remember arguing with them like, dude, I'm a landscaper. I'm not a maintenance guy. I'm a landscaper. And it was just this argument back and forth about what I was. And here I am fighting with them to convince them that I was a landscaper. And now that I'm in outdoor living and I'm outdoor living designer. I don't want to be a call landscaper by any means at all. And I think the word landscaping is what's sort of ruined the backyard, the patios, and the things like that. Let's just go right into it. I, I, I don't want to take up too much. I like to volley back and forth and have this open dialogue. But I'll tell you what my philosophy is on what landscaping has done to the backyard patio. Like years ago, before patios, outdoor living, before any of this thing was about, a lot of the houses had decks built on the back. And the decks were built really for air conditioning because they didn't have air conditioning spaces. So it was either the neighbors, the friends, the builders, or just a professional built a deck for, for them. And it was basically square rectangle wood. You just you can't really bend wood. You can't make it in a circle. You can't really bend it. So... They put these decks on, they were nice. And then the invention of these great things called pavers came into play. And what it did was that actually the landscapers who used to show up in your ba- in their backyards and cut the grass, maintain the flower beds and all this stuff, they now had a way of making extra revenue in the backyards. So what they were doing was, hey, we could do these paver patios for you in your backyard, and they start doing these gardens and patios. And if you notice, a lot of the patios that we see, 
They're all round. They all big circle, small circle. They really don't have any rhyme or reason because it was the landscapers who were doing the patios and they were really designing gardens and flower beds. They weren't really designing outdoor living spaces. So that's my philosophy in becoming called an, a landscaper because I don't want to be bottled up in that department and arena where I'm an outdoor living designer. I'm looking at the architecture of a home. I'm bringing that outside and I'm blending everything together, which to me, most landscapers don't do. Yep. No, I agree. And I think it's because of our combined background in architecture. You know what I mean? It's coming from that world of, uh, you know, the, the architecture of the house and thinking about the use of the inside space and the architectural styles and the connection and seamless transitions and all these philosophies that we utilize in our designs that help make the customer and, and client experience in those outdoor spaces so much better, right? Versus just saying, look, we're going to make something pretty in the backyard that you can look at from in the house and come out once in a while and engage, right? Like, you know, you see these these patios that are done right off the back of the house, or you have some destinational fire pit or, you know, some kind of a, a garden style where you're kind of walking through all these paths into this enchanted space. And by certain people do that amazingly well. That's that's never been my thing to do really well. But uh, I've seen it done well, but it doesn't make a whole lot of use sense. That seems to be extreme to me to have all that extra space uh, taken up with that. But again, it's my opinion. But when it comes down to overall functionality with my heart is set into creating additional living space, right? It just happens to be outside so you can engage nature, but still be comfortable. So that's really where my heart and soul is at when it comes to designing. So when it comes to someone coming up to me and saying, oh, he's the landscaper, right? That just makes me feel like, all right, he's the guy that shows up and plants some bushes, mulches some beds, trims some bushes, and, uh, you know, off he goes. Or maybe puts some patios down, you know, patio or walkway down, and maybe a seating wall or whatever it might be. And, you know, that's so much, that's, it's so much less than what we do. It's, that's, that's such a small part is a better way to say it. It's a, such a small part of what we do that it, it isn't something I like to be connected with because it's, it's not that I'm better than. It's simple that, it's simply that I know that we offer so much more than that. You know what I mean? So when someone calls and they're talking about, you know, different things they want around their property, you know, we make it very clear that we're outdoor living design build professionals. That's the title that we work with because that's exactly what we're doing. We're creating space beyond the walls of your house as comfortably and efficiently as possible with the lowest maintenance possible. So you can go out and enjoy it. Just like if you're inside your house, you transition directly outside with a seamless transition onto a raised terrace, maybe to deck or patio. And off you go out into enjoying your backyard with your kids, or you're just spilling out there on a rainy afternoon and reading a book, having glasses of wine with friends, sitting around a fireplace, enjoying an outdoor bar and kitchen. Maybe it's an entire themed outdoor bar area with, you know, feature wall and TV and all that. So it feels like, you know, a lot of this stuff is done in the basements of homes. You see it a lot. If you go into people's basement and they finish it off and they make an awesome game room and they make an awesome lounge space and a wet bar area, TV and all this. So it's almost looks very reminiscent of a standard bar somewhere. We can do that outside now, as you guys know. So it's it's the same concept. You wouldn't call someone who can de design and build an entire basement, you know, a simple carpenter. I wouldn't think you'd want to call yourself a simple carpenter because that, that takes talent to be able to define all of those spaces to understand the grilling, the dining, the lounging, not so much in a basement. That would be more than, you know, the kitchen space. But, you know, creating all these spaces, maybe in the, in the basement, there's additional bedrooms. Maybe there's you know, a sauna, maybe there's all kinds of things you could have in the basement, right? So that's an extension of the living space, somewhere fun. We do the same thing going outside. So, you know, to be considered so very basic when we do something that's so impactful, you know, that's really, I think, what bothers me the most. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't even want to be called the paver guy, the deck guy, or, or any one thing um, in the space. I want to look at the whole entire space. I mean, like, there's a lot of... We get a lot of leads that will say, hey, I'm just looking for prices for a deck or just looking for prices for a patio. And as much as we can make money off of every single one of them, and I wonder if it's ego, business, but I think everybody just has their certain style of business. I say no to it just because if you just want the one thing... It doesn't allow me to do what I do or what we do is design the entire space. And because we're not the landscaper, I mean, I, I sort of say that all the time. We're not the landscaper. Matter of fact, it's even in our our about us on our webpage. It says we're not the landscapers. We're an outdoor living design firm. I mean, it actually says that on our about us on our webpage. I mean, it's because we're not just going to put some plants or just put a paver patio. We want to design the entire environment. And so to be trapped in that space, um, and I'm like you, I, I don't want to ruffle any feathers or hurt any feelings. I just don't want to be in that arena. It's not who I am. It's not what we do. Like, I mean, I could design your basement just as much as I design your outdoor space, but the outdoor space is just what I love to do more. So um, we're more of an outdoor living design firm fully instead of just your typical landscaper. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge is for people to convey that to their audience, right, through their marketing and through the social media and all that stuff. So if they just show pictures of their crews out there doing basic patios and landscaping and some lighting, then they're going to be considered landscapers, right? That's just what it's going to be, whether they like it or not. But if they want to be, you know, take it to the next level and become an outdoor living design build professional, if that's what they want to do, then they need to start showing and doing projects that include that comfort, that, that comfortness of inside the house. From that, uh, from the sense of that. So when we're laying out space, thinking of furniture first, laying it out just like you would inside of a house, creating rooms within that space. You know, it's not just a step down four steps onto a curvy looking patio and you figure out, you know, fire pit in the corner with a seating wall kind of stuff, right? So that's that's a landscaper type special, right? That's our hardscaper special. Now it's a matter of thinking, okay, how do we create an outdoor living environment? And like I mentioned earlier, that feels like it spills directly off the first floor of the house and it extends the use of the house. So when you open the door from inside to out, you don't even know there's a difference between indoors and out. That's the beauty of it. That's an outdoor living design build professional. That's what they create. That's what we create. It's not about just doing quick patios and stuff. And yes, it takes time. It takes good affiliations. It takes good partnerships in order to be able to build stuff. Because let's let's face it, I started out with uh, you know landscaping and lighting and, and patios and that was that was what it was like every solution was a paver we wouldn't touch a deck um, roofs for sure or not maybe a pavilion out on the side or someone else would build but that was that was our focus for many many years especially in the very beginning and I soon realized that that's not where the trend was going the trend was going to you know people wanted expansive indoor living outdoors and not just to have a place they go when the weather was really nice outside to four or five days a year that they can come out and sit down and enjoy that space and then go back in the house and then look at it the rest of the year, right? So they wanted they wanted more usefulness, more comfort, more connection to the home. And that's what that's why we've driven our business in that direction to be really, really intimately connected to our clients to see what they're trying to achieve and see why they want to break the walls of their house and get outside. And when they get outside, what what is it that they really want and what is it they do not want, right? So nobody wants to be uncomfortable. Nobody wants the wind to be blowing on them. They don't want the sun to be baking them. They don't want to be dealing with rain and these kinds of things. So creating outdoor space that provides the protection from the sun, from the rain, from the cold, from the wind, but that you can still be outside and feel the air and hear the birds and feel like you're outside yet you're still protected inside. 
That's really the, the, the fine balance of an outdoor living design build professional is to create that balance, something interesting that's unique to the to homeowners, but also very true to the architecture of the house. And that has that seamless transition smooth from inside to out in that first floor to make sure the client opens doors and goes straight out. Now, if you want to make take it to the next level, you'd be adding in the heaters and things like that. You're going to be adding in you know, integrated heaters into the, uh, into the environment. You're also going to be adding in potentially screen systems that will manage the bugs because a lot of my clients, they get bit up the second they walk out the door and they don't go outside because of it. So how do we solve that problem? Either a static screen system or a, a screen system where you hit a button and it disappears. It rolls up into the, uh, the, uh, to the beams and it disappears so they can have it or not have it whenever they want. So it's about integration. Now this might sound complicated, especially people starting out all this additional integration, but if you truly wanna create an environment where you can charge a premium for your work, you have to be thinking and be in the mindset of your client, you know, the perspective of your prospect, as we like to call it here, yes, express, to make sure that you understand what they truly, truly want, and not what you just want to build, but what they truly want to get them out there as many days of the year as absolutely possible. Because when you do that, they're going to see the higher value in you versus anybody else they're talking about. Because most others are just thinking about how can I sell them another 600 square foot patio, maybe add that seating wall and fire pit, and off to the races we go, right? But when you come in, I've seen it so many times, just on the phone with our phone call system, you know, in our process, we right on the phone that you hear the, you can actually feel and hear the lights going off in their head like, oh my God, that's possible. No one's told me this. Why has nobody told me this yet? The last guy I talked to said, you know, all we could do is a patio back here and we couldn't even attach a roof. I'm like, there's nine different ways we can attach a roof and there's four different ways we can solve this problem between a deck or a patio or a combination of both or totally separate, whatever. We'll talk about what it means to use this space and that's what's going to drive the overall design. But coming from that basis, that basis of comfort, functionality, and aesthetic all tied together is what really creates that outdoor living space that people aren't going to forget and that they're going to use every day. Yeah, I tell you one of the biggest problems is um, to, to actually to really go right off of what you're saying is that there are probably too many landscapers compared to outdoor living specialists. I, I think that's probably one of the biggest problems that's out in our market. Like just as you were speaking, I had a visualization of a project we did like two years ago here in Naperville. And they got like, I think, three different estimates from some other companies. And they were just some paper patios and stuff like that. And everybody was around fifteen, twenty thousand dollars for the backyard outdoor living space. And they saw us marketing on Facebook and picked the phone and called us up and said, Hey, let me give these guys a try and see what they are. I don't know for sure if the price was the reason why they shopping or they saw something that we do that they liked. So, you know, I mean, we took a look at it. I mean, I heard what their budgets were from other other companies and I'm like, yeah. We pretty much don't do anything in that range, but let me see what I can do. So I tried to draw something up, I designed something, and it came out to around 65, 70 grand. Okay. And I remember getting the email from the wife and like, you know, this is ridiculous. I mean, we had three other companies come out and they were around this range, and then you come up with your we we like everything you did, we love everything, but you know, this is just way out of our budget, way out of our range. We weren't thinking anything like this. And I replied back. I said, you know, you don't have to get everything, you know, like this is just sort of what it looks like. And we can start from this level. But this is what a true outdoor living space was. And what it was, I took all the notes of what they wanted. I looked at their house according to the way it was designed and style. And I laid out this space that tied into their house. And 
Like they had these, they had a really sort of weird sunroom that was like the own the peninsula. If that may, if you can visualize that, it was a ranch home, and then the sunroom was like a peninsula and just went out in their backyard. And so that was their, and it tied it was tied to their kitchen. So they just hung out in this room. So why not create the very best views from every angle of this room? You mean to pull it off? So. We designed it after sending an email, talked to her, um, the wife, she sort of understood. And by the time everything was done, it was like around a $64,000 job. And I remember my contractor being out there while we were doing the job. And he looked at me, he said, how much is this job again? And I told him, he said, dude, I never would have been no more than about fifteen to 20000 He said, how the hell did you do this? I said, it wasn't that I did anything. I said, I just looked at what they wanted and I addressed the entire space accordingly what they were looking for. It wasn't really until that job. It was after that job is what I realized how powerful my job was as an outdoor living designer. One, they had no clue they were going to spend any of that type of money. And two, I wasn't really letting off. Like I wasn't really backing down. I wasn't I wasn't about to go back and throw a basic patio in their backyard. I saw a vision of what their backyard can be. And I sort of pushed them, even as they were sort of in an uncomfortable zone. They were uncomfortable about spending that type of money in the backyard. I pushed them and they got it done. But the beautiful part about this whole story and me taking all this time to tell you this damn story is that two or three weeks later, I get a message from the husband and saying, you know, we've been here for five years and we've gone out in that backyard more than we've ever gone out. The whole entire time we've been at this house, he's like, I've grilled out on this grill like for the past four, four or five days of the seven day week. And we're still out here every single night hanging out with the kids. I mean, we're spending time with the kids, the family, even the neighbors are coming by and we're hanging out with them. And that's when it hit me is like, this is your job. And don't let people off the hook and stick to where you are. If you're over budget or whatever, Make them find it just so they can get something that they want. And it's going to be really amazing when it's done because they're running up into a bunch of landscapers who are not really fulfilling the goals of what they really want. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's, again, that's how you differentiate yourself and you get to charge a premium for your work is by, you know, by, by focusing on being different, right? And if you're going to offer the whole package, the whole outdoor living experience for your clients, then you know, it's a matter of showing that from all your marketing side, having that conversation with them, starting with that through your sales process, through your every touch you have with those clients to, to show how you are different in that realm. Because I believe, Dwayne, I believe that we're superheroes when it comes to, to helping people achieve their very best lives out, outside. I don't mean that, that we're the heroes. I mean that we're part of that journey with them because ultimately when they invest in their backyards and create the outdoor living space of their dreams, it's not just because it boosts their ego or any of those kinds of things. It's it's more about creating that space that's special, unique to them, that's different from everybody else's space outside, but that also allows them to feel completely at home, completely proud of everything that they've worked for. Because think about it, most families have 18 summers to entertain their children, 18 short summers. To, to capture all those moments as children, all those things that you're going to see in the photo books on Facebook long term when it comes back on your, you know, your reminders and your, you know, year ago, this date kind of thing. That all comes up. You have 18 summers per child that do that on average. 
some a lot more, I guess. But the point is that, you know, it's 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 a very fleeting time in life. And to have a space that you don't go out and enjoy or aren't out there very often, it, it uh, people really emotionally don't want that. They want somewhere they can go out and enjoy that. So just as with with uh, animated movies, right? You have this like outdoor space was like, I just need a space for a couple of chairs and let the kids run wild in the backyard. That was like the old Disney movies, whatever, where the adults weren't really connected to the story. We went there to take the kids, they watched the show. You're like, whatever, it's kind of boring. But now you go and watch a movie and there's so many different innuendos and adult stuff that's built in that it keeps the adults entertained and the kids entertained. So think of it that way as outdoor living now where we have all the the cool fun things that keep the adults comfortable and entertained, but still the kids can be running around and, and being kids and still have those birthday parties out there. Who knows, maybe you even have, you know, that 16th birthday party out there where they have the sweet 16 out there or they're, or they're gonna be, you know, coming in for their bridal shower or, you know, who knows, even the rehearsal dinner or something like that. Like so many things, even people getting married in their backyards, you know, there's so much of that going on. But, but to create a space like that, to me, there's no higher value as a, as a designer and as a professional is to be able to create some space like that that allows those people to live their very best lives outside and know that you work through a process with them and you came up with the very best solution. And now, I mean, I've had people, you know, post things on Facebook that I see where people are, are in the backyard and they're proposing, you know, the, the, the son is on the ground proposing to the girlfriend, getting engaged in our backyard space, you know what I mean? And on the patio, right by the pavilion or whatever it might be, right? And, it, and, and birthday parties or, or family get-togethers. And, you know, for me, there's nothing more that warms my heart than to see those things posted and for clients to share those pictures. Because without our ideas and without our integration and our problem-solving skills, they don't get to experience those same experiences with their families. You know, that, that's something that they're going to be missing in life. And to, you don't have to go, you know, spend $500,000 to have that. Even if you only spend $20,000 in the backyard, it doesn't really matter. It's the fact that there's good design principles in place that you have your grilling, dining, and lounging well allocated outside so you get the maximum use. You don't have to burn as many calories to get in and out, not with big, huge staircases. A few steps isn't bad, but if you have longer staircases, raise it up into a deck so that people can walk seamlessly in and out and be able to enjoy that space all the time. And whether you're two or 102, you can get out there and enjoy that space and not have to worry about grandma hurting herself going up and down those steps or your little one up and down those steps constantly where you can't sit down and enjoy yourself. So, it's thinking from the perspective of your prospect, what are their biggest kind of anxiety that they have in those spaces? Thinking about that and trying to reverse engineer it and say, okay, now how do we solve those problems in the most beautiful, simple way possible so that they can get out there and engage in spaces often without the the anxiety of those those pain points that they are experiencing currently? You know, one of the things that I got from the Tony Robbins um UPW event that was a really big life changer is, I mean, not one thing, but it was a lot of things. But one of the few things that I got is that we'll live our entire lives sort of on, uh, I don't know if it's considered a base thing, but we'll sort of live our entire lives being held back, even though we want things, but we'll never go for it. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's sort of taught by from our grandparents, parents, and taught us. It's, I mean, it's a bad thing, but it's taught by, those people who teach us and it put us in fear of thinking that we can't afford it or we're not good enough or, and so these things that we dream about and these things that we want, um, we really necessarily don't go after them. And as if we have another life, like as if this life is going to be over and then the next time I come back, I'm going to get all the shit that I wanted. You know what I mean? Like we think this for some reason and, um, and 
going back to that job that I was just explaining to you about, that was the very thing that hit me was the aha moment is that I'm sort of this change agent from the universe or God, whatever, that is now giving me this ability and this power to push somebody to get something that they really wanted. I mean, because in order to get something you really run it, you got to really be shaken up and uncomfortable. You know what I mean? And so I now have this ability to push you into this uncomfortable space and this uncomfortable feeling. But in the end, you're going to get this thing or this service or this design or this layout that you've always wanted. You've seen it in the magazine. You've been dreaming about it. You've always wanted. But it takes somebody, it takes that two percenter of the world, like, I mean, there's only 2% of people who actually really go for what they want in life. It takes that that one or that 2% or to really, because proximity is power, to really push you to go for it, you know what I mean, instead of sitting behind a basis. I mean, there's a lot of times, actually, I know Isabel, my wife, there's times where we'll go somewhere, she's like, babe, don't cheap out, go get that one. And I'm like, oh, I'm looking at the number, da, 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 and I'll get that one, i get that one. And like, I never would get what I want. And after this UPW thing, I pretty much whatever I want now, I just go get it. I mean, I'll figure it out. Like, God, it's a, like, it's always more money. Like, man, it's more money than I thought. I still go get it. You I mean, just like, even before we hopped on, we're talking, I've always wanted this big monitor. Now I got this big 27 inch monitor. I'm still trying to figure out how to maneuver with this big ass thing. But it, it goes back to that landscaper world. And if you're trapped in that one little line and I'm not saying that they, oh, they're really going to be pissed at me at this, not saying that they're a part of the 98%. But just in our field of what we do, we're a part of that 2% that pushes past just throwing, plopping some plants or plopping some pavers or plopping a deck. We're looking at the environment, but we got to have sort of though that we got to have some gonads, bro. And to go after a client and say, hey, guys, I know you probably wanted to spend 20 grand, but this is like I got one right now. It's going to be 140. And I got to be able to say it with a straight face and not really... You know what I mean? Not really look like I'm bothered, but sometimes I'm scared to death. Like, damn, they really want to be like at 40,000 and I'm now at 150. You I mean, how am I going to say this? But I stand behind what the design and what it's going to look like and what they said they wanted instead of running from it and just man up and face up and let them figure out how it's going to go. But when it's done, they're now in this beautiful space and this environment that they've always wanted. And now I've pushed them past what they thought they what they've always wanted i've pushed them to that point and you know what happens their entire life changes from there from that point on they start going after more and more and more things that they've always wanted that's sort of where where this whole thing is yeah no exactly exactly because maybe in the past they've had only the opportunity to talk to people that would consider themselves landscapers and they've set their expectation at that 20 or 30 or 50 whatever it might be and again we're not here to beat up people that do want to identify as that it makes no difference to us but we're just trying to say if you want to get into those bigger projects ones that make even more impact and bigger impact on the world you know you have to change your terminologies up and think about what you're going to tolerate as far as your you know your label if you will or what you really are or who you're serving you know, and you think about somebody might have come in twenty or thirty thousand dollars off from a patio, some landscaping, a staircase, and some lights, and off they go to the races, right? And then you come in and say, no, it's going to be sixty or one hundred forty, whatever it ends up being. But you have a much bigger vision because you understand what it takes to be comfortable outside. I tell my clients very, very clearly that guys, look, I I don't see the the sense of spending one dollar in the backyard if you're not completely comfortable and going to use it all the time. Yeah, I said, look. If, if you aren't going to use it all the time and aren't comfortable with the design that we come up with, don't do it. Go take that money, go buy a beach house, buy a condo, 
at least you're going to be comfortable. You'd be somewhere you're going to enjoy because I don't want to see you spend a penny back here unless you're fully comfortable. And that means different things to each people. Some people are getting eaten alive by bugs. Others don't, right? So there's no point in putting screen systems in a place where people don't have a bug problem. It's very simple. You know what I mean? So it's really getting a sense of what drives those people so you know you can create that space that you're going to use as much as absolutely possible throughout the year. Because at that point, it makes sense to invest in it. But if you come into it with the same mentality of, this is how I always do it. Everybody gets the same thing. That kind of that old world, that 98% as you're talking about, right? This is how I've always done it. You know, you're always going to struggle because that's what a lot of other people have done. You've got one hell of a competitive market. But when you come into it with a brand new look and you're looking at it from a different angle, a different perspective, the perspective of your prospect, their use to the efficiencies needed, their comfort, all of that. And you start bringing that around as your main focus up front, organizing space efficiently, building less to get more power and more, more power, meaning more use out of that space. It's going to, it's going to resonate with those people and they're going to see, you know, a smaller footprint costing two or three X what a, you know, that same footprint would it cost with a simple patio, but they can see themselves more comfortable when they do. That's the difference between somebody who goes out and buys a really cheap car or somebody who goes out and buys the latest, you know, whatever Lexus or, or, you know, whatever, Maserati, doesn't make any difference. The point is, the difference is they're still cars. They're, they're four wheels and they get you from A to B, but it's a matter of how do you want to feel when you're out there that comforts. You know, you can be comfortable sitting in a Kia, you can be comfortable sitting in a McLaren. You know what I mean? It really, the difference is gigantic in cost, but there's different values associated with those kinds of things where uh, they feel more successful, they feel like they spent more, so they've gotten more. And But again, it all comes from the perspective of the prospect. What does it take for them to feel really comfortable and really successful in that space? And that's really what's going to give you the highest value in your market. But if you go in with a, a small mindset, the landscaper mindset, there's a high probability that you're only going to end up with a landscaper paycheck at the end of the day versus somebody coming in with a more professional focus, thinking about the overall architecture of the home and the tie-ins and all the stuff we've talked about so far. So again, two different schools of thought as you're coming into this conversation. But if you start working with creating partnerships, strategic partnerships with other professionals that can do the pieces you can't, now you can expand your business to a point where you can start offering, if you don't do decks now, you can offer decks, you can offer roofs, you can offer crazy water features, you can offer heaters, you can offer outdoor kitchens and bars, you know, all of these things that you might not offer now, there's someone out there that's all they want to do. All they want to do is those things. And if you don't find somebody, you know, that, that does that, then you're going to have to find somebody in house to do it, or you're just not going to be able to offer it. You're not going to say, Hey client, I'll do the patio. You do the rest of the stuff. They're not going to want to hire you for that. So Again, it's about adding more and more value. We've talked about that before in the last podcast about adding that value. So that's really what it is here and making their life simpler and much more uh, convenient so they can use this space every day. I agree with you. You just, you got to do something more. You got to do something different. You got to push yourself to the higher level. You got to pull yourself away from that. If that's what you want, like, you know what I mean? Like if cutting the grass and trimming the hedges and, and fertilization and installing the plants and the mulch, if that and and I'm actually seeing a lot of guys make some serious money in that. So if it's a money thing and you found your niche, stay there. But going coming to this side of outdoor living, you really got to start doing some research and studying the architectural styles of home, uh, studying environments, studying movements. Like I sort of even want to know if my client are left or right handed now. You mean like it's just some things that are they've become a lot more important just inside the design. So uh, Joshua, I'm with you. There is a huge difference from landscaper to outdoor living. And, and I think it's just now coming alive too. So um, I, I've noticed one of the biggest problems that we have here, there's just really no competition. There's really much 
there's really not many people doing what we do. So we stay bogged down. You I mean trying to you mean handle all the clientele that's coming at us because there's just nobody else doing you mean some of the stuff that we're doing. So that's some of the biggest things that I see. Exactly. And you're gonna hit some walls too, because people aren't used to buying this type of thing. So we're gonna have to educate them first. And that's where social media is so powerful, blogs and website and all that stuff to because some people don't even know what they don't know, right? So if we can teach them that it is possibly be comfortable outside and not just sit out there and get scorched by the sun and beaten by the rain or whatever, and there's ways to do that, even on you know even the most unique home, you can tie into the house and make it more conducive to use. These kinds of things are require education, and some people are just focused on the quick buck. So if it's a quick buck type people, that's not going to be your your deal. But if you're looking to make a maximum impact on people's lives and really leave a legacy, you know, after all these years of building and all the heartache and tears and blood that go into this kind of world, you know, and you really want to make that uh, your legacy, then it's a matter of stepping it up. You know, you're only going to get what you tolerate in this world. So if you want more, you're going to have to get thicker skin. You're going to have to read. You're going to have to educate. You're going to have to figure out your sales process, figure out your design process, figure out your marketing, figure all these things out and get that locked in so that it's not just you doing it, but it's other people helping you along the way on your journey. And that's going to help everybody, you know, in your entire group or your entire team grow as well, which is going to make this a much more exciting experience of life for everybody. So... I mean, uh, guys, you know, hey, thanks for tuning in here. I hope this has been powerful for you. I know the word landscaper to me has always been a bit of a pet peeve, but uh, I know that some of you out there feel the same way and some of you probably pissed right now, but you know what? Deal with it. It's it's what it is. And uh, at this point, it's a matter of differentiating yourself from the others so that when a client speaks to you or talks to you or calls you, they understand the added value that you bring into the table and they're not just going to compare you in the same exact line as the rest of them. So... Guys, keep crushing it. If you uh, you know have any questions about uh, how to create a better, more repeatable sales system and design system for your business in order to get these larger projects and to be able to do them with much more ease and get to the yes with much less stress, reach out to us. That's what we do best, and uh, we'd love to help and serve you. Thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs>